Just welcome uh, to podcast from my car. We've drove up here to Grange in County Sligo, and we are with Eddie, and he is going to tell us about the Spanish Armada here in Sligo. Thank you very much, Eddie, for joining us today, and how are you? You're welcome, Elizabeth, and uh, welcome to Grange. Um, talking about the Armada in Ireland, uh, Strige is probably the most important and iconic site uh, for the Armada uh, expedition in Ireland because there are three wrecks, uh, which is unique in the world. There's no place else in the world with three wrecks uh, in very close proximity to each other, under a burden of sand, that have been largely untouched <laughs> right. for the last 460, 430 years. Odd. So, yes, is there gold? Of course there's gold down there somewhere. Though, mind you, in the immediate aftermath of the wreck in 1588, 21st of September, and that huge hurricane storm, uh, probably the majority of stuff that came off the wrecks was gathered up by the local people who had gathered, as coastal people do, <laughs> in the hope of treasure and so on and so forth. And, uh, but apart from that, the wrecks have been largely untouched apart from the weather. Um, there was a, an expedition from a group of English divers in uh, the mid-80s. They took up three cannon and some other bits and pieces. Uh, but there, were, uh, there was an embargo put on the site by the right. government authorities that were afraid that stuff was going to disappear out of the state. Actually, they took a case against the state and they recovered their costs and they got a bounty, which they were entitled to. They were good, decent people. Mm. And we've had a lot of them back uh, over the years because we run a series of lectures every year. Oh, and they come and talk about it. And they come and talk about it. Well, so we've had... They uh, give back. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's great. Now, for I suppose for our folks around the world, uh, who have absolutely no idea of the history here in Ireland, and why would the Spanish Armada end up here on the west coast, in a very beautiful area, Maggie, but why were they here? The Armada was sent out by Philip II of Spain to, uh, it was an, uh, an invasion force to overthrow Elizabeth I of England and reimpose Catholicism on, on uh, the, the heathen, <laughs> yes. the heathen English who were turning to Protestantism at the time. The Armada was involved in various skirmishes when it was travelling up the channel. There was a major encounter at the Battle of Gravelines. Uh, the Spanish, they lost a few ships and uh, they, were, they were supposed to meet with another army from the Spanish Netherlands under the Duke of Parma. He never uh, showed up, so they decided to head home and try again the following year. But because the wind was in the wrong direction, the only way they could go was up around Scotland and Ireland and back to the northern ports of Spain. So they they Oh, they did, and it was a remarkable feat <laughs> of seamanship to hold together a fleet of 130 ships. Right. So, oh, upwards of 70 got home. They um, encountered horrendous weather off the Irish coastline, and of course they didn't know the coastline. And some of them got separated, including the three ships uh, of Strigia, La Lavia, Santa Maria de Vison, and uh, La Juliana. And they were wrecked in a tremendous storm, a, hurricane, a storm of hurricane proportions on the 21st of September 1588. My goodness. And uh, how many of the sailors do we know survived? We think a couple of hundred. The exact number. Actually, there's, there's an interesting piece of research done recently. There was a, a record discovered in a, an archive in the Spanish Netherlands. And they have a list of survivors from the street wrecks, totaling wow. 12. But of the, the, the thousand, a thousand men died on the beach. There was a thousand lost. Uh, through drowning or... Uh, Did the locals bury them? That's a good question. 
Um, a lot of the bodies would have been swept out to sea. Oh, right. Um, but there is an area at Cliffany Beach known as uh, Gorging the Walk, the Garden of the Drowned, and it's understood that that is a mass grave to That's some right. of the bodies that turned up. I'll have to wander up there. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Um, because an, another thing uh, that comes up here, I suppose, in the West, and I'm going to bring my husband on this, his family's from Volcrana, but they did a D he did a DNA test, and he's got some dark, Iberian, strange things in him, so maybe did some of the guys just kind of take up with some of the local ladies? And well, it was bound to happen. Like, I mean, yeah. Irish women at the time were quite liberated. Um, this is a time of Grace O'Malley and, you oh, know, yeah, she was Will. amazing. Yeah. So they were living under the Brehan laws, and right. women has as many rights as, as, as men, and they could become leaders of their clan. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was most likely Francisco de Cuellar, for example, our great survivor, probably left more than uh, uh, a record of his, <laughs> of his time in Ireland. Yeah. He probably left it. But, however, an awful lot of people think that uh, the, uh, if they have dark features and flashing brown eyes, etc., that they're uh, descended from the Armada. They could be. Well, Francisco de Cuellar left an account, yes. the carta, his carta, which is a letter, we think, to somebody in, 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 in court uh, because he was under threat of death when he arrived in Strigia because he had allowed a ship to go ahead of the main fleet, which was a hanging offence. But uh, he was court, well, he was facing court-martial and summary execution. He managed to escape that, but when he got back to Spain, he knew he was going to face that. So he wrote this letter, we think, as sort of the first form of defence. In the immediate aftermath of the, uh, the wreckings, the, the local people did strip and rob uh, any Spaniards because they knew that the garrisons out of Sligo and Ballymote under the Binghams were, were going to execute anybody that could lay their hands on because that was the orders from, from Fitzwilliam in, in Dublin, the exactly. Lord Lieutenant. Yeah. yeah, if they put up resistance, of course, they would have, but largely the, the, of the Spaniards who survived and eventually made it back to Spain, it was through the, um, the good graces of the ordinary people who took them in and patched them up and put them on their way. A lot of them escaped through Scotland, as Francisco de Cuellar did, yeah. Because there was a lot of contact between Scotland right, and Ireland. So what do you think the effect of the Spanish Romana basically running around his head on this area? It's remarkable that the, the wreck site has not been destroyed by treasure hunters, as have an offload, because there are a total of 26 sites, uh, all the way from the Cosmic Coast right down to uh, Kerry. Are they difficult to get to, as in the type of water? Would it be hard for treasure hunters to get them? Well, the majority of them, because of the nature of the coastline, yeah. the majority of them were broken up inside days. Oh, yeah. So it's remarkable that the three in Strija survived. The local people uh, kept a very close eye oh, on them. Very good. Yeah. Oh, so the local people protecting them. They did, they did, yes. The local okay. population protected the sites. And uh, over time, a burden of sand covered the wrecks. Of so they were not easily accessible, uh, considering the technology of the time. Mm. Like it's only in recent years that the ar underwater archaeology technology has allowed sustained and uh, prolonged drive, uh, diving on sites. And Mind you, they, they, they don't want the archaeologists to want sites touched. They don't believe in excavation anymore. Right. If they're covered by sand, they're perfectly preserved. Uh, in the mid, in sorry, in 2015, when we brought up, when we the underwater archaeology unit, uh, on our uh, advice, uh, when we saw huge timbers coming ashore, we knew that something was happening on the site, and they came in and did a survey and recovered nine beautiful cannon. You have the archaeologists here, do they, with the work that they're doing now, are they doing, um, I'm going to get this wrong, please bear with me, is it the, the radiography or is it the picture taking, and that's how they're 
seeing what's going on down there and all that? Well, again, we know something happens on the site when stuff starts coming ashore. Right. Normally in the aftermath of one of the winter storms. Like, that's what happened in February of, of, uh, 50, of uh, 2015. Locals who were walking the shore all the time, because very beautiful place, uh, noticed these huge timbers, and that's how we knew something was happening. So when they surveyed the site, they found a lot of stuff had been exposed, and rather, the danger was it would be swept out to sea, right. or recovered by sand, and uh, they were recovered. So we have a total of 12 cannon, three that were recovered in, in uh, the mid-80s, and the nine that were recovered in 2015, and other bits and pieces, a beautiful copper cauldron, and uh, various bits and pieces, and the ambition is that they, we will provide a building somewhere in the village, okay. uh, where all these artifacts can be held together. <laughs> no, this is not. This, is this not one ca one cannon would take up the, this entire room. So this will only ever be a visitor centre. We have several benefactors that come to us every year in September, okay. uh, as part of our heritage festival, based on the Armada story, and uh, they come dressed in this wonderful, uh, rep uh, sorry, replica 16th-century apparel and armour. Everything you see here under glass are replicas, bar. These ones here, where we have some original uh, material, okay. and I'll talk about that in a minute. All right. Yeah, so uh, the mannequins are uh, in resplendent in, in 16th century uh, costumes. These are very authentic, actually, because they, 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 the two gentlemen that have, have been most uh, uh, generous to us uh, have a great interest in 16th century history, and they are meticulous. Now, do they... I have to ask because I do know one or two guys here in Ireland, one who makes bows and arrows, and he is amazing, and another guy who does um, the, the actual bladesmithing. He does really good work. But do they, are, have they, were the blades here replicated here in Ireland or were they made elsewhere? No, 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 they were made in Toledo. Okay, very good. Which was the center, center of, for of 16th exactly. century. Uh, I mean, Spanish swords were renowned at the time. Spanish the steel was the still, thing. And still, and still is. Still thing, the thing to have. Yeah. Um, now, just to go back, I, as, I see, as I said, I've watched on Facebook for like kind of the last two years and you have that festival and like hundreds of people on the beach and it's a great big thing to come and see. I'm taking that's not happened this year. No, this year it's, it's all online. <laughs> we will have a series of events broadly based on what we do every year, but it will be all online. We'll have a, a commemoration service of some description to remember the thousand people that died on the beach. Every year, the, the modern armada, Armada just means navy. Uh, the modern Armada sends a ship, an oceanic patrol vessel, with a complement of 30 to 40 men okay. to join with us in September. Now we've we've persuaded them not to come this year. Yes. But oh, uh, they will sad. they will resume again in, in uh, 2021. Let's all hope that we yeah. want to be able to do that because there's so much history and neat things to see and do here. Uh, and a lot of people uh, coming to Ireland, they don't realize actually how much influence and how much uh, engagement Ireland had with, with Europe and the other countries. Um, Isn't that extraordinary that you mentioned that, Elizabeth, that mm -hmm. this little neck of the woods, which was an underpopulated, yeah. very wild and, 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 uh, and sort of uh, wilderness, if you like, exactly. to, this, to the Spaniards, mm -hmm. um, has a connection with the world history that was the Armada. Because you had people from, I mean, the people that died on the beach, they came from all over Europe. Sailors, as you know, are... Of course, are, they could have come from, from all countries and just signed up wherever they could and to earn money and, and whatever they want. But for the folks, for our Irish folks or, or the Northern Ireland folks, you know, coming down here uh, this weekend or next, can you just tell us um, your opening hours and how the visitors 
uh, should be prepared when they come here. Okay, well, we've had to cope, obviously, with the COVID-19 exactly. uh, restrictions. So we're, we're, because of the size of the building, we're restricted to 10 people at one time. Uh, our offering is, we show the film, which is a half-an-hour docudrama based on the Armada, based on Francisco de Cuellar, but also explaining the Armada uh, journey. And uh, then we have a guide here that will uh, talk people through the uh, interpretive panels or answer any questions that are required that, are, uh, that come to people's mind. So uh, it's, that's an hour, well, basically le maybe less 10 minutes because we have to clean up after each visit if people have used chairs or whatever. We encourage people not to touch things. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a challenge, but we're, we're up to it and we have, uh, we've, uh, we've gotten our volunteers to undergo extensive uh, training. And we have some very uh, talented people on our committee, that, uh, including Prani Ratigan, the seaweed doctor, who has uh, very, very clear on what we should and shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing. But uh, folks, so this is, this is great for ages up. I even see Lego is here, folks. They've got a, a, a thing in the middle here with Lego made of uh, one of the ships uh, and a lovely tower and the little Lego figures. Uh, so it'll entertain and engage anybody from any age. Actually, that, that's interesting because, and that was that was uh, uh, spurred on by uh, uh, another benefactor who brought us uh, little figures of uh, 16th century characters that are involved in the Armada story, like Philip II and Francisco de Cuellar, an Irish uh, tribesman at the time. So we said we better do something with them. So we got the local kids to make. Uh, and a representation of a castle and a, um, a, a, a ship, a shipwreck. Nice. Oh, very good, excellent. Yes. Yeah. So it keeps the kids occupied oh, when the parents are getting the history. Yeah, and unfortunately now you can't have Legos out and people playing with them, that's just the way that it is. Uh, but the kids come and they, they will be just, I think, absolutely enthralled by the Spanish soldiers here and the navies and our phones keep going off. Awfully sorry, that's probably mine. Uh, so, another thing is when you come in here, and I, I quite like it, is the presentation, the flags, we've got one, two, three, four flags flying above us. There's a rather large one that is red, white, and yellow, and it has a, an eagle, spread eagle, in the middle with a crown. So what, what flag is that, Eddie? That, that, that was a, a flag commission for the Armada. Oh! And you can see the, you see the Golden Fleece? This is the... Uh, oh, in the middle there, yeah, right? The insignia the, the, of the, the, the great families. This, uh, the Golden Fleece was, was, uh, was given to them if they performed uh, oh. service to the king. So, uh, yeah, and uh, that was commissioned again by another uh, gentleman who comes every year. Okay. And uh, he brought two, and one was proudly f uh, flown by the uh, ship that was here from the modern Armada. Wow. And he gifted us this one. So we, that's, that's fantastic. We thought that was a place to have it. Yeah, we have a wonderful high ceiling here. Yeah, so it's, it's nice great. To, to occupy the space. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just so much to see, folks. I could literally just go here, here, here. Uh, but hopefully now, please go onto Facebook because the Armada has a Facebook page there. They have lots that they post up. You can see what happens around here as well. Also, just to let you know that online, you can actually play and watch the film, The Armada 1588 Shipwreck and Survival. Uh, I'm going to wait until the first group of people show up. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to watch that so I can let you all know how great it is. But just like any small heritage site here in Ireland, they do rely and I know this to be true from the place I work at, at the Genealogy Center. Any kind of donation or anything that you want to give just helps, the smallest bit helps keep these wonderful places going to keep the history alive and for the generations behind us. So when you're finished with the podcast here on the link below, you can just go ahead and click on the donate button and that will just give a little something back, 
Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us today. Uh, have a great day. And if you're in Ireland or the UK and Britain and you're coming over here, please come and make a visit. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome.